Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number four, five. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. Yes. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. My name is E.G. Hollins. And today we are going to listen to a little feedback from all the recent shows that we've done. Because people love us. And then we're going to generally speak about the church. Probably about the church. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) And Firefly? Oh, yeah, let's do... Oh, that hurt. (laughs) I can't get too excited. I'm coming back after surgery, so... DG has a hole in his belly button. (laughs) You know, I actually have seven incisions. Seven incisions. Yes. That's nuts, man. Yes. It Craziness. is. So uh, It hurts. So it does. DG wasn't here last week. Of course, we did release an episode. Uh, so some folks may have not even realized you were gone away. Exactly. But, but uh, that's how good you are. I tell you, man, we try to cover things up here really good. If people want to know how to do that, then they should go to Podcast Answer Man. That's right. A part of the GSPN.TV family. Right. And then, or you can go directly to PodcastAnswerMan.com where you can get podcasting equipment. And nice. also podcast consulting, one-on-one stuff. Anyway. The Podcast Answer Man is is, uh, is going to be sponsoring the About the Church podcast today. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. <laughs> so, um, DG, I'm so thankful that you're back. I did not realize how much I would miss having you here on a Tuesday morning. Oh, man. You're sweet. I'm serious, though. I mean, because it got to the point I I realized that I have all of these friends online. You know, yeah. Twittering back and forth, emails, them leaving me voicemails, them showing up for the chat room in live shows. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I realize that if I lose power or my cell phone signal, I've got nobody. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, the truth is, is that it, it, it's been very much a blessing to have you come in and have somebody um, come in and sit as a friend, somebody else that I can talk to as a as an adult. Uh, that gives good conversation. Well, 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 let's not go too far here. Well, I'm not an adult. You can talk as an adult, but I'm not listen claiming to here, ever be Mr. an adult. Listen here, Mr. Cultural Architect <laughs> Community Guy. But anyway, it's it's been nice to have you around on Tuesday mornings, and uh, I missed you last week. Thanks, man. Love you, too. I really, really, I'm really felt bad last week that I did not show up. Oh, I know. What is up with that? Don't let guilt get a hold of you that way. No, no, I don't feel guilty, but I just, I just feel like... That was my opportunity, man. <laughs> and just so much craziness you was happening. You could have put into action all that talk we had about visiting people I, in the, the hospital. Exactly. And you could have just been there and you just would have just stood there. Yeah, I would have just like. felt like you had to do anything but right. the ministry of presence. I would have just done. I would have ministered presence to you like nothing. Nice. Nice. Exactly. Because I have a lot of presence to give. Oh, yeah? Yes, I do. <laughs> and you're talking physical presence. We are talking physical presence, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent out a picture of me right before surgery. I don't know if you saw that or not, and um, Twit Picks and on Facebook. And uh, Doctor Anonymous, he's another podcaster. He actually showed the picture of me that I took before surgery for his Doctor Anonymous show. Did he really? And it was it was hilarious because it's a really cute, sweet picture of me. I had no idea it was going to turn out to be that cute. You took a but cute, maybe, sweet picture of yourself and put I really it on did. Twitpic? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. That's awkward. I bet I think it's because it was drugged up. That's the reason. You think so? Yeah, there was no hamming involved. It was just me going. Ah, I'm about to go into surgery. But anyway, so you have something on your arm. 
I do. This could be a future topic sometime too. Yeah. Want to, but you, go ahead I, and tell them what you have on I got your a, arm. I got a brand new tattoo on my right forearm. Yeah. Inside forearm. Why do you think that might be a topic? By the way. Uh, because there's a lot. This of, is real talk about real faith. What, sure, sure, sure. Why would tattooing be a topic for about the church? <laughs> You're completely leading it. In. <laughs> this is pretty good. But there's a lot of Christians and a lot of uh, people that. They they read the Bible, especially the Old Testament that says, "Do not permanently scar yourself or mark yourself," um, and and they read those things and say, "No, that is that's not of God. We should not be doing that as Christians and things like that." So I have a question for you. What I see on your arm, I do not see any permanent scarring. Oh, really? No. I I mean, I suppose it, number one, tattoos can be taken away. They Dude. can with lasers. With lasers. With freaking laser beams. But when but going back to the Old Testament then, which by the way we're no longer bound. Correct. I well I I think so. I but uh it's a beautiful part of our history. I mean, I'm not No, 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 I'm not going to just throw it away. Uh, but uh but yeah, yeah, But uh, as far as the law. Right, it was it was a part of it was in a You're huge long list. You're not circumcised, are you? Or wait, maybe you are. Actually, I am, yeah. All right. Well, then see, you're following the law. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that was not my decision. I didn't no doubt. <laughs> no, but that, that's just another reminder as well for me. Uh, in in my mind, I well at least I have used it as another reminder that I, I want to be a part of God's people. So. Justin says TMI. Oversharing, oversharing. <laughs> that's hilarious. So anyway, you know but, y'all are too, except for Alex. So this this marking yourself. Did did do you think that maybe marking yourself had something to do with maybe an allegiance to somebody else? Was there some kind of maybe branding or something that says I, by by carrying this mark, I associate myself with such and such? Uh, yeah, that the kind and that of such and that was, such is God. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like back then. You know, this don't oh, mark oh, oh, yourself. Oh. Well, I think it was mainly written because you know the whole time in the Old Testament, God is trying to be able to set His people apart from the rest of the world. Yes, He's trying to make them holy, which means set apart. Yep. Uh, for Him. And so he's trying to remind these people, hey, we don't do the practices of the other religions and of the cultures and the other faiths that are out there. You are mine, and I want the rest of the world to know that you are mine. And so, therefore, we're not going to follow those practices. We're going to have our own practices. We're going to be set apart. And uh, and one of those practices of other of other faiths and other religions at the time period and cultures was to literally permanently scar themselves, whether with burns or scars, like literally cutting into the skin and making some design, but with a cut. Um, and, it, and it was to do exactly what God was doing with the Israelites, but in a different way to say, hey, I am this God's, right. you know, I believe in this God or whatever else. So so, so do you think that, that the, the markings were to indicate maybe their allegiance to these other pagan gods. Sure, definitely, definitely. Or so, at least a part of that worship of that god, yeah. So therefore, maybe that's, I mean, and, and, and trust me, I, I want to just share with you, I've only heard people refer to that scripture. It's never really been a part of anything I've ever concerned myself with because right. as far as I'm concerned, I don't like needles or anything of that <laughs> nature whatsoever. And so for me to get a tattoo, it just ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> so I haven't concerned myself with So I am I really am genuine. I'm not leading right. you. No, 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 I don't I, think, I don't I, think that no, I know, but but I'm asking. I, so yeah. so I've heard I've heard people talk about this, and 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 I'm certain for people with tattoos and people who are outraged against tattooing, um, this is a big issue. And so it is. It's, yeah. it's it's not for me, but I'm right. I'm interested genuinely in this conversation. Sure. So so am I understanding right that that perhaps maybe God was in in 
in placing this law, don't permanently scar yourself or carry markings, uh, per- permanent markings on your body that associate you or pledge your allegiance to some some other pagan god. Could be, yeah, and, definitely. And, and so, therefore, I mean, obviously, your tattoo. Uh, which I'm sure you'll tell us a little bit about now that we've made such a big deal about it. Uh, but anyway, your tattoo isn't devoted to some pagan god or anything of that nature, right? No, it's it, no, it's it's. I'll just explain what it is. It's the it's a Trinity stained glass window from a church, uh, actually just south of Pittsburgh. Really cool church. I mean, it's just amazing history behind this church. But um, it, I'll tell you a really quick, super fast history of the church. Huge, huge. Um, very very wealthy family and they were coal they were coal people i mean they made all their money from coal okay and so uh her husband and two kids died in a car accident i think this is right she moved to england and after she moved to england she um she just she just wanted to get away and just kind of deal with sorrow and dealing with death and issues and stuff like that so she moved to england she went to this church that she loved I mean, this is an old cathedral church. I mean, it's all stone, hand-carved wood, everything else. She loved it so much, and she had so much stinking money that when she came back to this little small podunk town in in Pennsylvania, she literally built one-fourth scale of that church. Really? And it's a small little Methodist church in the middle of, you know, this town that no one would ever even, ever even blink their eye going through. But it is stone shingles, stone everything, all shipped from England, hand carved wood like the altar and and the chairs and you know Tiffany stained glass windows, uh, like really famous artwork on the inside. I mean, it is just crazy cool uh, of a church. My brother got married in that church. That's the church that he worshipped in, and uh, and I actually took a picture at his funeral. My brother died at the age of thirty five due to cancer, and. We went to his funeral, and I actually was just taking pictures of the church because I just I just love the church. It's such a cool church, and um and I've always loved that one window that I took I took a picture of, and I actually have it. It's it's in my house and all kinds of stuff. But I'm a huge Trinitarian guy. I mean, when I say God, I mean Creator, Covenant God, Son Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. Uh, it's not just the the typical Father when I say God. Mm-hmm. And um, because I believe that's how God has chosen to reveal himself to the world. And so um, I love that understanding. I love the fact that they're in perfect relationship with one another, uh, that they are one, even though they're kind of separate. And so there's like this mystery involved in it, too. So I just I just love the the idea and, and just everything behind Trinity, uh, not the Matrix character, but right. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so uh, and so I just I really love that understanding of Trinity especially since I believe that Christianity is all about relationship uh, and in the very nature of who God is, my belief of who God is, is relationship to the core. And that he allows us to be entered into that relationship between father, son, and Holy spirit. Uh, but anyway, and so, um, so I, I got that, I got that, that window basically is tattooed on my, on my arm. That's the tattoo is this Trinity window. So it's remember, it's reminding me that, and in the old Testament, the imagery of the right hand is the one that does the actions of God. That's why in the creeds, if, if you know, if you're in your church, you actually see the creeds and you say that we believe that uh, that Christ sits at God, uh, sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Um, the reason is, is because that's the actions of God. Christ was the actions of God. He actually came to bring that salvific understanding to everyone, not just 
Jews or just Christians or whatever else. And so, um, or well, two Christians, but anyway, you know, I'm like, <laughs> gotcha. you know what I'm talking about yep. anyway. And, um, and so I, I really love the understanding that, that this tattoo is reminding me that I'm desiring to live my life. My, I want to be the hands and feet of God in this world and hopefully voice, um, not in a horrible, horrible way, but just the way I live my life would be the way that God would want me to live my life by loving other people and caring for the people, respecting other people and, and bringing about, you know, the kingdom. So have you already done your blog post? I did. Yeah. Um, so, so folks, if you want to, I assume there's a picture of it. Yeah. 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 Your pictures okay. of it and, and huge explanation and, and even more detail about, you know, stuff with your brother and, and some other things in there. So, um, where can they find your blog at? Just dg.hollums.com. H O L L U M S.com. DG dot Hollums H O L L U M S dot com. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you said you had another topic on your mind. I did. Yeah. And this is just I had no idea I was so passionate about it. But I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's getting his uh doctorate of ministry at Fuller uh, seminary in California. Okay. And he was talking about a guy who was speaking that was basically or he believed and, and other people do too and, and, and I haven't I haven't done enough research into it. I'm sure this guy probably is but this guy was speaking, but a lot of the stuff that he was saying was actually in another guy's book. Okay. But he never gave the other guy credit for it. Right. And he was so ticked off about that, and he was so frustrated that, why didn't he give credit to this guy? And you know, my response was, well, did you ever give him a chance to either apologize or to, um, you know, to explain or to say, no, I've never read it or whatever else? Um, and he was just so mad at this guy for doing that. Although he wasn't really, really mad. I mean, he just said, you know, this is, this is just the way it is. Um, but I got to think, I got to thinking what gives Christians the right to charge money for an idea or a thought that God has given them for God's kingdom. Okay. And so <laughs> now you can see how this would be really blown up. I have, if you take I have, this to the nth degree, then, then you should have a problem with every Christian bookstore on the planet. And I don't. Um, but what if God gave that to a certain individual and that individual wrote a book? Mm-hmm. Is the purpose of that to be able to help out the kingdom? And if it, that is, then why is that not free for everyone to be able to access? Okay. Uh, or why are we charging money for something else like that when we know that that money is going to be going towards, you know, or, or at the very least, at least when you walk in a Christian bookstore, why can't they have on the open flap Hey, this is the breakdown of the money when you buy this book. Okay. You know, fifteen percent goes to this store, so it can sell more stuff to to Christians. Fifteen percent goes to the author. Fifteen percent goes to the publisher, and fifteen percent goes to the printer or whatever else. But I just, I would, I would love to, and I understand about plagiarism. I do. I understand that. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's a huge problem, and 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 something a problem that we actually need to be weary of and thoughtful of. But if God gave it to somebody to help out the kingdom, then what gives anyone the right to be able to say, wait, wait, God gave this to me and, and I'm going to give it to you. So you pay me some money for it. Okay. So what are your, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that Paul wrote a letter in the new Testament that clearly said that, um, pastors should be paid for their work of preaching. Okay. And there is no clear, evident way of saying God has given something for the benefit of the people and 
should in turn for giving those messages, spoken word, that they should in turn be compensated for that so that they can make a living. Right. Okay, so what's the difference between a preacher or a pastor who is paid to deliver God's inspired message on their heart to a congregation or an author of a book? And and but the same thing is going on there that he's a tent maker. He's getting his no, he's we're getting not talking, We're not talking about Paul. We're talking about Paul saying and, and in fact I, I will tell you that Paul says, although I shall have although I deserve to be paid wages, I've never asked them from you. Right, exactly. So Paul even says what gives him the right? He even says, I although I have the right to receive money for you from you for my preaching. I have never placed that burden on you. Instead, I've always done X, Y, Z. Okay. Okay. Well, and and I don't disagree with that. I mean, okay. Chris, I mean, I, I see that. Did you just call me Chris? No, I didn't okay. never say that. No. All right. Um, <laughs> I said I don't disagree with that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How you heard Chris? I I think you did. I, I'll no, play it back for you. I you, did, you just did. I no. swear. I swear. Hold on. Where are we at? I didn't even. 17. There was no name involved in that conversation. I just I, I'm said. telling you, I heard Chris. Oh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, I did not see Chris. I, anyway, seventeen okay. minutes. All right, yeah, yeah you'll so you'll look it up. We'll go to you'll think 16. it's going to sound that way, but it is not that. For those in the post show, remind me sixteen minutes in <laughs> into this, and then we'll back it up and play it. Okay. Anyway, but <laughs> but here's the thing: is okay. Let's give some money to the pastor. That's cool with me. Whatever. Oh. Support this individual. Yeah, okay. the guy needs to make a living. Right, make he might a living. Have a, he may even have a family if he's not Catholic. Sure, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He yeah, may yeah, even yeah. own a house. Or she in the Methodist church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. But, okay, uh, but where does it come to point when you are an author of 17 books uh-huh. or 25 books and you're making enough living off of this stuff where you're driving two BMWs and uh-huh. you live in a f- super fancy house. Right. And then you're charging $6,000 per speaking engagement. Right. To all these different people. I mean, where's the line drawn? When are you actually becoming selfish with what God has given you? And, wh- you know, just, and, and that's, the, that's the thing that's frustrating me. And the other thing is, going back to the originally what this was start- talking about was, why couldn't someone else be able to say, uh, Bob or Mary wrote this understanding of what the Bible was saying, and they used this illustration. God gave them that illustration, and God gave them that understanding of what the text is saying. Then when I say give credit where credit is due, isn't credit due to God first and foremost and before that individual? And why do people feel like they have to give credit to that one individual because they're the first ones to come up with it? When in reality, well, they didn't ever come up with it in reality. I mean, in reality, God gave that to them, and God gave it to them for the benefit of the kingdom and for the church. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, being being a content producer. Okay. I I'm I'm complete. I'm completely seeing things from a different perspective now than I ever have before. Sure. All right. Because you know, I I'm not used to doing things where I make money. For producing content, for talking, for sure, for sure. for pursuing a passion or a calling that God's given me, it's it's completely out of out of character for me all my life. For thirty four years, um, I was raised with the understanding that you work, 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 and you get paid for things you hate to do. 
Okay. And, and the American the, way. That's yeah. the, the, exactly. The American way. But what I'm saying is, is that, and, and of course I would write, you know, blogs and all this other stuff and, sure. and who cares where I get the inspiration from as long as, you know, whatever. But today I am very much about saying, okay, Hey, I've read this, but I read it in Dan Miller's book. Right. Now the thing is, is Dan Miller, has Dan Miller actually come up with all of this himself? No, Dan Miller has, over the course of his life, read tons and tons of books. But when he shares something in his book that I read, he credits the source from where he got it. Right, it, it, because it, it's, it's that a, mentality of it's a credit, authors respect other authors. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Exactly, and and, and I, I I think I think it is more along the lines of a professional courtesy that is something that is it should be there. I I, I think so. I, I matter of fact, um, somebody said that in the chat room her, here earlier. Uh, let me go back up here because I, I think this adds to the discussion. Um, do 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 something about the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to scroll. I scanned it. Trying to scroll up here. Uh, very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal two or three years ago about sermon poaching and the lack of attribution. Yes. So yeah, I, I completely agree with this. I here here's my concern. Okay, you know you got a pastor. Okay, and he's being paid to 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 preach, which we've already talked about. There's there's biblical, sure, you know, uh, reason. Well, well, why okay, well, can I go back to that real sure, quick? Sure, go ahead. You can finish your statement though, if you want to. I want to just go back and say there's a difference between saying I just preached for you, please give me money, okay, and saying I just preached for you. The payment for this is seventy five dollars per person. Do you see the difference between that? Because they're the ones that are deciding yeah, it, how much uh, this is, how much I deserve to get paid, as opposed to, hey, however you are blessed, please give to the, please give to me yeah, to I, be able to help support I, my family. I think a lot of that is driven by the local culture and economy and the way that the, the free market is set up. Well, of course, of I, course, I don't, I don't see doing business in the United States in the capitalistic society that we have now without doing it the way that's currently done. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it, I and I'm seeing. All across the board in the music industry, they are begging for different options. Mm-hmm. They're saying, we're going to offer it to you for free and you just give us some money, whatever you think it's worth. They're trying out different models right. that are not so consumeristic that really are allowing the people to be able to give what they think it's worth. And a lot of those people aren't. And, and you know, and honestly, the, and, and you know, this... I, I think this is a good conversation. So if anybody thinks this is completely off topic of the church, you know, I, I don't think it is. It's not. But no, for, no, no. I mean, no, this, we're taking, basically explaining what a love but, offering is as no, opposed but, to charging for something like okay. going to an event. Or something. Well, here's the here's the situation. I'm gonna and the reason why I say where I'm about to go. Let's go. I, I don't want anybody to argue with me that we're taking this too far off topic. But here I am as a podcaster. Right. Okay. Somebody who has provided podcasting since December of 2005 as a hobby for a very long period of time. Doing it for free because of my love and my passion. Sure. Doing it for ministry because I, I I really felt there was a way for me to reach out, build relationships with people, and have the ability to share my life in hopes that Christ would be seen within me and that it would make an impact on people. Right, right, right. And, of course, as a tent maker, I was working as an insurance agent. Right. But eventually I got to the point where I realized this was so much of a calling and a passion of mine that I decided to give up my day job. Yeah. To do this full time. 
Exactly. And the, I tell you, it was a very difficult decision for the same mentality. The idea that I should be giving my, sharing my life as something I feel called to do as a ministry. Sure. So I should be doing that and giving it freely because God has so blessed me with this. Yeah. But the truth is, is I have a wife and three kids upstairs. I understand. And, then, and, and, and I went on a donation basis for po- my podcasting efforts right. for two years. And it didn't even pay for the equipment. Right. It didn't even pay for the... I mean, it's barely paid for the bandwidth, which is one of many expenses of sure. doing podcast. And it certainly didn't pay for the hours of time spent doing it and the, the lost opportunity that during the years that I was doing insurance that I could have been selling and, and focusing my energy and efforts there. Sure. So it cost me a lot of money to do this. And then when I decided to do it full time, I thought, you know, I'd go out and find other ways to give my life away for free. Right. Which meant that, you know, I thought that I'd be, pot, you know, doing all consulting work and all equipment sales or something. Sure, sure. And I tried that. And the fact is, is I started getting very successful in that. And I found myself not having the time to share my life online to produce the right. content that I felt so passionate about. So it got down to it that, you know what, I had to find a way. And that's where we came up with Plus Membership. It It's $10 a month. Right. So for me, I made that decision to do that. Right. I still give away a lot for free. But I don't give everything away for free. Right. And and, and and I do think that there is a difference between saying that you're doing a business and doing a ministry. Because the primary... Primarily, I, I'm doing both. I understand you're doing both, but you have how many podcasts that are religious and how many podcasts that are other? I would say it would be difficult to distinguish between the two. Okay. The Lost Podcast is not a religious podcast. I believe it is a ministry podcast equal to the About the Church podcast. Okay, but the world is not going to the Lost Podcast to find a spiritual desire to find Christianity. How many people are in this chat room right now that would have never heard about me other than through the Lost Podcast? <laughs> Lost? If, if you never would have heard of Cliff Ravenscraft other than through the Lost Podcast, please say... I would have never heard you if it were not for the Lost Podcast. Put that in the chat room. I, I can already tell you, Beth and Allison are two people. Sure, sure. And, and, and you know what? We have about 300, 400 listeners to the About the Church podcast. Right, right. Okay. And I will tell you about 280 of them came through Grey's Anatomy, sure. uh, Doctor Who, or Lost, or whatever. Right. So I, I don't disagree, but how many, 280 out of how many people that listen to those podcasts? Well, 25,000. Okay, 25. I'm saying the majority of what you're doing is providing a, a a need or a want of a love of a TV show. It's not, they're not coming there to be able to find out more about Christ or more about, now, don't get me wrong, Cliff. You uh-huh. know I get it. I know you, you know get I it. get it. I understand. But what I'm saying is you have created a business mm-hmm. that has ministry involved in it. Right. And and I think Chick-fil-A would say the same thing, you know? Okay. And I think that a lot of other main businesses would say the same thing, that we are doing ministry by providing jobs for other people or, uh, you know, showing or making a statement by not being open on Sunday. I'm primarily looking at Chick-fil-A right now or something else like that. But what I'm saying is I think that is okay. Businesses, everyone knows that a business needs to make money, period. Right. They would not be around. Everybody right. gets that. I don't care if you're in China or if you're in America or if you're where. Everyone understands that part, mm-hmm. but let's move it straight to a pastor. Okay. Just this individual preaches on Sunday mornings and visits people in the hospital and, and, and oh, pastors as well as preaches mm-hmm. and, and, and ministers to people. 
what gives anyone the right to be able to say, I deserve to make this much? Well, or I, I or the think, church just you, says, we want to take care of you. We love you. We want to support you. We want to, We do think that you do deserve to be able to make some money mm-hmm. because we want you to be able to do this. And that, and, and that, believe me, I'm a part of the Methodist church. They, they really take care of their pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that I think a lot of people take advantage of them. <laughs> but... but I, I just I just think that there is a difference between getting getting paid money because it's out of the love and the care and the people that respect you and appreciate what you do, as opposed to you saying, I should be making ninety thousand dollars a year. This is how much you're going to pay me. It's the difference between giving money as an offering and expecting money as as See, a I due. Like you know, like these are the dues. If you want to be a part of this church then you have to pay at least 200 bucks a month or what you know whatever else. Right. Well, anyway, my my thinking behind that is that nobody has the right to decide how much they that you should pay me. I mean, I can decide DG, I think you should pay me to have the privilege of sitting in this co-host chair. Right, exactly. exactly. And you have the choice of saying, yeah, exactly. or no. Sure. Right? Yes. So so while I may have the choice to say what I think I deserve, I ha- there's no way I can demand that you t- you pay it. Exactly. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy who says, I, if, for me to come speak at your conference, I need $60,000. I don't think that that is a problem at all. I really don't. Because wow. I don't. Because <laughs> okay. Here's the situation. No, are you sure about the number or are you exaggerating the number? <laughs> what is that what you said? 60,000? No, I said like 6,000. Okay, well, okay, 6,000. I was like, "Holy I, cow, $60,000. Okay, Who 6, are 000. you, Donald Trump?" <laughs> no. Well, the, okay, Donald Trump, anybody. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but let's okay, pastor, a pastor sure. who who has a, a, an exciting message that is inspiring and all of those other things. For a pastor to say, "Yes, I can come to your conference and speak. It's $6,000 for my speaking engagement. That's what I charge." I don't see any problem with him saying that at all. You know, would he, the chance, let's just say if I were somebody like this, would I possibly go and do the same talk, the exact same slides, the exact same everything, word for word, for somebody else for $500? Absolutely. But it all depends on whether or not when you're asking me to do it, how much of an inconvenience it is, what else am I going to have to sacrifice in my life so that I can rearrange things to be there? I mean, there are all kinds of things that I, I don't think the problem is, is is in how much people charge. It's, you know, the, the question is, what are people, what are people willing to pay and and you know how important is it to them i mean really how important it is it and, and I for can, I one individual to come i mean is it really worth six thousand dollars right yeah exactly and, and, and if it is and you have enough people coming and it and that is in the, and that it fits within a budget and it's not then then the guy if 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 you feel the guy is worth six thousand dollars and he says i want six thousand dollars Regardless if he's a Christian or not, regardless if his message is originally from God, the fact is is that he's making a commitment to come to you. He's risking his life on on an airplane. Oh my God! He has to sit. He might have to take his <laughs> shoes off and have a strip search at the airport. I mean, come on, give the guy a break. Oh my God! I'm just kidding. I know you can, but I just I, it comes down to it comes down to a heart issue. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Is your heart in the right place for asking this? For this yeah, money? yeah, your your heart should be in the and, right place. And, and the thing is, is 
like anytime I go speak and I do, I speak all over the country talking about the waters because mm-hmm. what we're doing is so funky and weird, yeah. especially within a denomination. And, and people want to know what is this going on? How does and this you do it for blah, free? Blah, blah, wouldn't blah. you? And I tell them that they say, well, how much do you want? And my response is, listen, if you can get me there because I don't have the money to be able to pay for airlines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you can get me there, then I don't care. I, wanna, I don't want I any money you, for what I'm being. Able I want to take you 15 years into the most blessed years of your life in your ministry. 15 years from now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, Follow me over the next 15 wait, wait, years. Let's turn the time machine on. Yes. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. You have a, do you have a sound right. effect for that. Here. All right, Ooh, we're, we're in the future. future. All right, DG. <laughs> okay, it, it's been 15 years. Since we last talked in the About the Church podcast, yes. and you got so mad at me because, uh, you know, we so argued. Mad. You we did not argue. argue. We were having a good, wonderful discussion. All right. Were, so, were. We were. We were. Yeah. That was a great conversation. I can't believe we haven't talked since then. But anyway, um, 15 years have gone by. And I remember you talking about the fact that you would, at the drop of a hat, be willing, as long as somebody would just pay for your airfare right. and your hotel. That you'd go anywhere to talk about what you were doing with the waters and, sure. and, and what God's laid on your heart and how you're doing this revolutionary ministry. And today you're the you're the senior pastor and, and you are basically night and day. You are involved in what has now become one of the the fifth largest churches in the world. Oh, dear God, I hope not. I, I know. But, <laughs> but, but the thing is, the truth is, is that it's not one big church. Right, right, right. And it's all decentralized, sure, and, it, sure, and, it, sure. and it's exactly according to the vision that God gave you. Right. But the thing is, is you are consistently, you are committed to pastoring and, sh- and, and not shepherding because there's only one shepherd for you. Yeah, that's so, right, baby. So, but you are cultural a- architecting uh, <laughs> for so many vast people, and you, you are getting so many requests from so many different places and and all of these things. I'm just saying after 15 years, after 15 years, you're going to get to the point where for you to take three days of your life to come somewhere else, sure. which you definitely want to go do. Right, for the kingdom. But for you to do that, the, to, for you to continue to, to be able to spread that message, you may have to place processes in the way that you communicate and do ministry and, and effectively uh, work with other people. So you may have had to hire staff. You may have had to have an office. You may have had to have a bunch of different things with, sure. you know, of course, salaries and sure, health sure. insurance benefits to those people and, and stuff like that. And for you to be away, you're going to have to have somebody else carry the slack while you're gone for three days. And you know what? For three days, you really can't be pulled away from that unless there's some way that, that you can make up for some of that. Sure. You know, so you might say to them 15 years from now. I would love to come talk to you. What I would have talked to you about 15 years ago for free for basically an airline ticket and a hotel room, but now today that's going to cost three thousand dollars, right? Or six thousand dollars, which would be like six dollars today. Exactly. <laughs> the inflation. Do, do you understand where I'm coming from? No, I completely understand where you're coming. Okay. from. Okay, I, I really do. I, I completely okay. understand where you're coming from. But the Hire difference me, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. I think our chat room. Oh, we're back. We're back. I was about to say, our chat room went with us to the future. Yeah, no doubt. That was so <laughs> cool. Came back. How was it, guys? Yeah, that was Did good. you see any, what do they call warlocks in the, in the old time machine uh, <laughs> sci-fi show? But, uh, <sighs> but anyway. the, the difference is, is I would want to be open disclosure. I would want to be able to say to, to whoever it is, hey, the reason it's $3,000 uh-huh. is because 
blah, 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 and give that breakdown because then they know that my heart is completely open. Yeah. This is the reason I'm doing this. This is how much I need for my kids to go to college. This is how much I need for blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I really appreciate I, and respect the people who are willing to say the proceeds of this book are, here's the breakdown. The, have you ever seen DG, a book that said, here are the proceeds and the breakdown of how it's being DG, sold? If I do not trust you to be a good steward of God's finances, and if I don't trust you enough to not expect you to provide me such a documentation of uh-huh. why you charge that way, I don't want you to come speak to my Christian conference. <laughs> well, that's true. That's very true. But I've got to tell you, there have been a lot of Christian speakers that people trusted that have completely screwed over people. Yeah. Completely screwed them over. So because of them, I want to show that, you know what? I, I have character. So you can trust. And here's the reason I want to be able to place that before you. It's not so much that I don't believe that they're trusting me. It's more so of a fact of, hey, I'm going to be open it, and it's, honest. It's not so much do I am I concerned about whether or not you trust me. It's how much work is involved in, in consistently trying to prove how much your time and energy is worth. Right. When, when all of that is relative, some people may look at that and they say, that is just absolutely too extravagant. I cannot believe you would even pay that amount of money for your kid's private education. Exactly. When they have no clue about, in your area, what public education is like. Right, exactly. Do you sure. see what I'm, I mean? Here, public education, not so bad. Right, right, right. New okay. York. I don't know because we have a lot of people from New York. It, well, I just New assumed York public, it would be a higher cost of living in New York. That's oh, the reason I'm being able to say yeah. that. But any, uh, I thought you were saying that your public ex- education was bad. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Okay. I'm saying it's just we're the not cost of how much it would cost but, to be able to but, get those things. But I'm just saying, um, you know, the, the fact is, is that if, if I have to fully disclose what I'm, you know, like, for example, why, how much money I make. And of course, I, I want to tell you, that, full disclosure, how many people in the chat room listen to My Crazy Life? You, you won't get any more full disclosure than that. <laughs> I have people tell me all the time, DG, I give way too much information. I mean, I talk about every detail. Yeah, you're like, my bank account number is so-and-so. The <laughs> password is so-and-so. <laughs> that is, I mean, I made a huge, gigantic financial decision last week that, that trust me, it was the most difficult decision I've ever made in my life. Right. Uh, well, one of the most. And and you know what? I shared that. And and it felt weird sharing it only because so many people say you shouldn't share that stuff. So I'm on the end I'm on the end of full disclosure. Sure, 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 sure. But I have I do have a lot of wise people surrounding me saying, you know, you don't have to do that. And I understand. And right. I, I wanna say and I want to withhold my right to not fully disclose everything. Sure. You know, sure. Th- people may think, you know, they see at the top of gspn.tv, you know, plus members. We're at currently at 140 plus members, reach, you know, moving towards the goal of 1,000. And of course, if they go and they click on that banner, it takes them to the plus site that sees it's $10 a month right. for plus membership. Right. What is Cliff thinking he's doing? Does he not know I work 40 hours a week in the sweaty hot sun up on a roof and right. I barely make $40,000 a year? And he wants to make $10,000 a month sitting in his air conditioned basement recording a podcast. Podcast, right. Give me a break. And trust me, I've heard those. E- I'm sure. Yeah. Which is ignorance, which it really it, is it, ignorance. Yeah. It's not stupidity. It's, it's ignorance. Exactly. It's a it is, there is ignorance involved in, in, in all of all of the way you look at it. But the thing is, is that what I have learned for myself, investigating all of what my needs are. I have three kids that will go to college and exactly. I have, you know, I, I have a wife, I have a house and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not living extravagantly, exactly. you know, and, and stuff like that. 
And I'm literally working probably about seven months of this year without a single penny coming in personally. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, I mean, I am willing to sacrifice. But you know what? In the future, I'm going to need to recover from some of that. And and I'm one day... I'm, you know, when I get to a certain point, I know how much I need to earn. But it, but when people see ten thousand dollars, right? I, sure. You know that ten thousand dollars a month. That's just nobody needs that much money, right? You know. But the thing is, is there's there's a lot of things, and even when I saw ten thousand, I'm like, what, that I I might as well just stay in insurance because there's no way I'm going to earn ten thousand dollars a month, right? Exactly. I cannot run a business, pay for my own health insurance, and all of these other things, right? And, and make and, a living. And, and you know, and I, I'll tell this to anybody. Justin Rains, he was a part of the of the chat room too. I mean, any of any of the, any of you people <laughs> that have started their own business, I have the utmost respect for. I mean, you guys, you guys know what it's like to literally step out in faith, and, and you're living it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 I've done the equivalent of that within the denomination of the Methodist Church. I mean, you don't do the things that I'm doing without really making these huge leaps of faith, but. And and I think that it's very very important, and that's why I think I'm I'm just blown away by the people that want to start their own business and stuff like that. I mean that's a huge leap of faith, and and you guys are okay with saying you know what, even if it fails, it was worth it, right? And 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 I will accept defeat and we'll move on. And I'll go get a job. Blah 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 blah. I'm okay with that, and I'm seeing more and more of my generation that's not willing to give money to the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they would give money in a heartbeat to know that they are helping out an entire community of poor individuals locally or, or internationally or whatever else they'll, they'll give money to help out other people because whether they're, whether they're normal or a Christian, they see a need and they want to give to that. Right. And so, and you know what, I bet you many of those people, many of those people in that generation will not pay $6,000 for that person to come speak to them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm dealing with because that's the future of the world. That's the future. That's the future. I really believe that's the future because they're saying to themselves, I'm not going to give you money unless I respect you, unless I see who you are and I can trust your character. Right. And I'm, and so that's why, and, and, and of course, and, Every pastor, at least in the Methodist church, I mean, my salary is on the website. Like, you know, anybody can find out what my salary is. Mm-hmm. What they don't get is how much debt it took to be able to get a 96-hour master's degree for myself and my wife and things like, you know, they don't, they don't get that part of it. Mm-hmm. But but I really appreciate those people that are, that are full disclosure. I mean, and you're willing to say, listen, I have a lot of debt. I, like, I, could, I could tell people honestly right now, I think we have right around $90,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, in in my salary alone, with the with housing allowance and and health and pensions and everything else all rolled up in one, it's like maybe sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which is barely scraping the bucket with the credit card debt we filled up so we could be able to eat and be able to buy books in seminary. I mean, we still have so much credit card debt as well as student loans to be able to pay off. All of that I did for the kingdom. Right. <laughs> I did all this for God. Not you, a single ounce of it was for me to begin with. Do you ever listen to Dave Ramsey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of oh, course. Dave course. Ramsey rocks. But, but you know, and we're working that debt down. Good. But uh, Are you debt sm- snowballing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, and, and, you know, we got our emergency fund and everything else like that. that that's another question. I'm sorry. I, you finished what you're going to well, say. Well, anyway, I was, I was just going to say. take this down another road. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. But we need to get to our voicemail. No, we'll put we'll it off for next week. Okay, okay. But, uh, but it's just, it's one of those things to where... 
if if I ask someone to experience the community that God is working in and through, whether it's with me or or a different organic gathering or life gathering or, or whatever you want to call a church, I think that people will give to that because they appreciate what what has been happening to them in their lives. Yes. Here's a group of people that are actually caring about me, that are actually supporting me, not just saying, we'll pray for you, but they're opening up a room in their house for me because I lost my apartment or, you know, something else like that. And so I just, I just think it's, it's really, really important to me to be able to, I don't know how to say it. Okay. Here's, here, here's a completely non-religious su- subject. I watched Dr. Horrible. Have you ever seen the Dr. Horrible stuff yet, Cliff? I don't know if you've seen Dr. No, Horrible. No, I have not. They created a three TV series, which, by the way, you have got to review this on one of your podcasts. It is awesome. I can't even express to you how awesome it is. But Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Nathan Fillion from Serenity Firefly, Joss Wheaton is the one who wrote it all. It's a musical. <laughs> it's only on the Internet, and they did it during the writer's strike. And they're basically telling everybody, we wanted to show that you can produce good quality work that looks good, sounds good, is good without having TV execs. But the only way we can be able to do this again is if we have enough people to be able to buy it on iTunes for four bucks for all three episodes, and they're about 15 each, or to buy t-shirts and things like that to be yep. able to support it. And that's exactly the model that we do here at GSPN. Exactly. We, exactly. We, and, and, and I love, let's let's read what Allison wrote in the chat room. She says, Yeah, this is great. You are both right. The challenge is the, that it comes down to, A, an informed consumer, even if the commodity is spiritual, and B, the validity of the seller. Seller. There are always there will always be snake oil salesmen. The responsibility lies on both parties to ensure that, as you both say, the heart is in the right place. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good discussion, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. Good discussion. I just, I just, I really have, I really think the church needs to seriously think about if this stuff is for the kingdom, how do we get it out to all the churches? And it really frustrates me because a church spends all their time, like I know of big, huge mega churches, okay? Yeah. That have, you know, multi-million dollar budgets. Yep. And they say, well, we created this children's ministry and we're going to sell it to other churches, blah, 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 blah. And, blah. and I will say I have no problem with that because you know what? It is up to any individual church whether or not they choose to purchase it. Okay, but what if it was going to radically change the entire face of Christianity? Then I think and that they're God, charging money. I for think it. that God, if He wants to radically change the entire face of ministry, that God would lay something unique on the hearts of <laughs> multiple people and would create an uprising and a revival sure. within the church. And within those multiple people, they're going to say, "No, you copied me. No, you copied me. No, no, no you no, no, copied no. me." There, there's copyright. You need to for, give me. There's copyright for, for what it is. No, okay. God is not. I don't think that you have to come up with you know the same exact book cover, the same artwork in the the study guides, the same language and the same study lessons word for word. That would be copying. That is taking the work of somebody else. The, actually, that's taking the work of 8, 9, 10, 15, 20 different people sure, to sure. put that together. And if you take that and copy it, you are putting the, the, the livelihoods of multiple families at risk if you steal that from them. Right, right. And they do not get the work that they... So I say to somebody who says to super mega church and you go and you visit them, they usually will let you visit them for free. Okay, 
and you can go visit them, take a look and tour their facility, see what they're doing, take away some ideas, some concepts, sure. and then take your God-given talents and gifts of creativity among your staff and try to reproduce something right. without stealing everything. Right. I understand. And that's and the thing that frustrates me is like everyone that comes and asks me, what are you doing with the waters? How is the waters working? How is it not working? And things like that. I tell every single person, man, this stuff is open source. This is kingdom stuff that God cool. gave me that I and, want to give to you. And that is your prerogative, and you are able to do it. And and there is no problem with that. However, if you wanted to protect the the vitality and the name, the waters, you could say, I do not you can you can say, ah, you know what? Go ahead and and you can call yourself the waters of Chicago. Sure. Or you can call yourself the waters of New York City. It's completely open source. Yeah. And you know what? Those people may end up turning it into a cult, and all of a sudden they have <laughs> the waters of Waco, Texas. Sure, sure. You see what I'm saying? Or <laughs> well, or the waters well, of, sure, sure, of, of many wives. You see? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, what do you have? An open source movement that got out of control, and now the waters right. of Erlanger, Kentucky, right. has a tarnished name. Right. And then we're going into okay. the whole discussion of Twitter's bad. It's a medium that anyone could be able to use and to it, skew and to change. But do you own. want to protect the name of the waters? Is the question. Sure, you see, you have to decide. Is sure. it completely open source, or you know what? The ideas are open source. <laughs> the GSPN called <laughs> the the ideas are open source, but the name isn't. Right. The website exactly. logo isn't. It, right. Or is it? You know, I I don't even can, I don't can, even know. Can I start my own waters? Well, sure. I, and I can stopping I can take your that. website. Oh, DG, listen. I can take your <laughs> website. I take the code from your website. Okay. And I reproduce it without attribution and right. without paying you for it because you've right. already paid for the design. Yeah, we did all that stuff. Yeah, and and so I take it. And now when you come to my site, it looks identical to your site. Right. What do you think about that? I, I that, That's called phishing. <laughs> No, no, no. Except, except it's got a different domain. I know, but that's called phishing. Still, people do that all the time with eBay. People do that all the time. But do you think the guys who created your your site would be upset about well, that? Of course, they would be. I mean, it was their time and their effort and things like that. I understand that. So um, it's not completely open source. Oh, I'm not talking about the website. I'm talking about the idea behind ministry. Okay. What we're doing for ministry. All right. Um, anyway, but it's, I, I it's, don't mean to argue. I'm just no, 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 play, no, no. I, I, I just, think it's good. It's a good discussion. I don't. We are not arguing. No, at I know. We're no. having a discussion. It's yeah. fun. It's good. But I, I just, I really think that it's very important because, okay, here's the deal. You know, Christ also threw around some money changers in the temple when they started doing things skewed because they and they were selling it for the people yep. that couldn't afford to do blah 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 yep. blah. You know, so it can anything can be skewed, of course. And I like this. Allison says it's not protecting the name as much as the integrity of the model you are putting in place. Right. And so when you when you exactly and and the, and of course uh, people associate a name. I just listened to this week in tech, uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite podcasts, oh, and and um, they were talking about the fact that Debold has changed their the name of their company. Now Debold is the company that puts together all the computers. That are responsible for voting machines are a great number oh, okay. of them. Uh-huh. They changed the name of their company because they had so many issues. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so they had their name was you know they they redivision reorganized or something like that simply due to the fact that you know the name Depot was bringing down the <laughs> reputation of the company. So this mega church, super mega church out here, 
They say, you know what, here's here's our plan. We will license this to you for this amount. But I'm sure along with that licensing comes manuals, training, teaching. Right. They want to protect the not just the name, but the integrity of what they're doing. Sure. If you're doing quote unquote mega church XYZ materials in your church, they want to make sure it's it, it maintains the heart right. of where it came from. Yeah. And and if you want to do something completely different and you don't want to pay that, that's fine. It's not like they have the copyright on the idea of doing things the way they do it. Sure. But come up with a different name. Come with come up with a unique approach to it. Come up sure. with come up with your own book. Get your own cover artwork. Get your own artist to illustrate the the lessons inside. Put your lessons together. All of that stuff. And and provided on the internet for a donation basis. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> or put it on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, and that's the big thing is like, you know, I really, I'm, I'm such a believer in open source that if I ever did write a book, there is a huge part of me that would fight so hard to make it a, a PDF document online for donation basis mm-hmm. and just say, please, and, please. And I will tell you. There, I, and, I, and the breakdown I, of the proceeds will be this percent for this, this percent for that. I have, you know, that kind I of have things. been there. I have been there, and I'm not saying it doesn't work. I have been there, and I said, you know, you know, I providing this podcast, and at the time I was probably doing about eight different podcasts. I'm doing these, some of them daily, some of them weekly, and and all of this other stuff. And and I all I'm asking is if you wouldn't mind, please consider contributing. Right. And I would tell you what, there were several people who contributed, probably about 30 to 40 people. Right. You know, and and those people would contribute fifty dollars a year or something like that. Right. Now, today, I have one hundred and forty people who have contributed either ten dollars a month or one hundred and twenty dollars a year. It wasn't until I placed a value on what I do. And people until people started to ask themselves, okay, is this something of that value? Sure, sure. And then all of a sudden, it's like before people took for granted that it's it's free. Right, right, right. You know, but if you say I would like to receive this much, and you know what, I'll give you some of this for free. You, I'll give you the first six chapters if you like the first six chapters. Right. I'll give you the last four chapters for a suggested donation of at least ten dollars. Right, and the good stuff will be in the first six chapters, so they'll, <laughs> so they'll pay for that. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm you know, joking. I, there are a lot of but different I, models. But I, agree. I, I completely agree. There's a ton of different models, but I, I really think that <laughs> Allison the, said. I think they call that a blog. Yeah. Where I know. You, <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing is, is it's it's it, it really is an integrity issue for me. It really mm-hmm. because you know I will give you money, Cliff. Yeah, because I I trust you and I respect you, and and that is definitely the mentality of my generation. Period. Yes, and and unless I have an invested interest of knowing that you honestly, authentically are who you are. Yes, then then you have not earned my respect or my ear. Right. Much less my money. And I wonder if fifteen years from now, and I happen to be living in the UK. At the time, because you know, I, I just so cool. you know, I'm just going to be world. Can traveler. I move? Can I move with you? Can you I should, just go? Well, you're going to be stuck here with you know, renting the world headquarters of the waters. Oh, GSBN. Oh, okay. Of the waters. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, and I say, say, DG, you know, you say, hey, Cliff, I would love for you to come in and just talk about your story, how you got started. And right, I say, sure. DG, I, I'd love to, man. I tell you what, the, the, the cost six thousand dollars over Skype. 
<laughs> you know, the the question then becomes: Would you pay somebody like myself six thousand versus somebody else that maybe you don't know? And I think that right. that's where it comes down to. I think it all comes down to, and it boils down to relationship and integrity and and everything else. It, it's how much do you know about the person? How and and yeah. and 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 then it becomes the the, the informed buyer, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and I know, hope I, that I'm not selling you some snake oil, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And the cool thing is, is I know, of, like, the, we have had people on the Praxis podcast. We've had one guy specifically on the Praxis podcast. He really charges probably one of the top five speakers in the Christian world mm-hmm. as far as cost of speaking mm-hmm. if per, per engagement. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he did the Praxis podcast for free. You know what I'm saying? I just, it was do at you the have, conference. Do you have respect for him? I, I do have respect for him, although I do I do want to challenge him about how much money he's charging for these things. But um, does but, he have a wife and family? Um, yes, yes. Right. <clears throat> but how old are his kids? I have no idea. I think. See, oh, I think, I think one's teenager, one's high school. You want to challenge him? But if you had a data sheet where he fully disclosed everything that he's responsible for, yeah. and the master's degrees that he's went out and got. Doctor, yeah, yeah, you know, and doctorates, and and, and but I also but then know you'd that be okay. I also know that he has written at least twenty five books, mm-hmm. and he's a professor at two seminaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, guy works hard. Dude's constantly working, and I know he's not and working all those take, things. Just and for him he to take people. time away from working at those places, right? That's Who, a lot. Well, yeah, but he gets salary. I mean, as long as he does his job, he's going to get paid. But his job doesn't get done when he's not there to do his job. And so when right. he comes back, it's backed up. Right. And, and his wife and kids miss him. And his wife and kids course. are going to miss him a little bit more when he gets back because he has to do all the things he needs to catch up on sure. while he was gone. And you don't know what it, you know, it, uh, my hundred and... $36,000 house here in California costs $480,000. Exactly. Exactly. So disclose that to me. And I say, if, you know, <laughs> I say it's up to the individual whether and how much they disclose. Of course I, it's I up to the individual. I am against requirement of, of disclosure. But no, no. obviously and, and by I'm living by is, example, I am not afraid of disclosing. Right, right. I, mean, I know, I know, I know you personally are not afraid of that. But I but I would oppose somebody requiring me to disclose. But you're not going to get my respect of authenticity unless you could be able to explain that stuff to me. But I haven't explained it all to you, DG. All the stuff that I'm doing here and, and stuff. Well, I understand that, but but it's because I already have a relationship with you and I can trust the fact that you might not, you know, right. you, even though you haven't disclosed that stuff, I have a friendship with you. I know your heart and I know your character. Okay. I know you well enough to where I know those things. Okay. Or at least you've done a really good job of faking it, you know? And so, and so I trust you. 35 years of faking? Yeah, there you go. I got you down, And so man. I trust you and I love you and I care for you. And so I want to support you no matter what it is. And if it means that... um you know, that I can help out in this way with doing this to be able to help support you, then do I'll do it in a heartbeat. Um, and I value and appreciate you, man. Ditto. Cool. We're going to go. Yeah. We, we no, need just, to, <laughs> no, seriously. We, we need, do need to go. <laughs> we, we do need to go. It, it is. It is super, super late, man. Uber, uber late. Thank you, everybody in the chat room for joining us for a very passionate discussion. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Just generally speaking about the church, my friends. That's what this show is all about. Definitely. Could you do us a favor? Would you tell somebody else about this episode and tell them to come listen to it? What is it? Episode 45, 46? 
45. I remember now. <laughs> and if hey, if you have if you haven't done so already, would you go to gspn.tv slash plus? I'll yes. fully disclose to you there all yes. the details. <laughs>